All right, all right. How you doing, everybody? Thursday, May 11th. Nice sunny weather out here in New York, New Jersey. It's the first time in a while that we can actually get out and really enjoy this, this uh, early part of spring. And it gets a lot of people going in terms of summer plans, travel plans, uh, myself included. So today we wanted to actually talk about that, talk about what do we do when we need to move out of our space, when we need to get a break from our, our day-to-day grind, our day-to-day lifestyle. Amazingly and interestingly, a lot of people don't get to travel as much. Um, there's a lot of statistics on this uh, in any country, essentially, that a large segment of the population doesn't really get to travel much outside of the country or sometimes even outside of their, uh, their square, right? Their, their, their normal routine, um, their hometown, maybe neighboring town. Um, and I wanted to focus on that today from a few perspectives. Uh, first and foremost, as some of you may know, my career for 25 years has been tourism, travel and tourism, digital marketing uh, for that sector, as well as other, other areas, other industries. But tourism has always been a special draw uh, for me and for us as Blue Liner, as the agency. Um, it's very interesting and exciting to work, even if you're not traveling to destinations to um, kind of percolate your imagination on what it might be like, looking at pictures, looking at videos, writing copy and doing marketing for a destination um, usually presents some very, um, you know, just intriguing opportunities. It's, it's a fun industry to work with and for. And interestingly, in the first three, four years uh, of my experience working for those kinds of companies. It was early in my career. I was younger. I was in my 20s, just really hustling and um, working hard, putting in a lot of hours. I didn't often take a minute to actually travel to those places. So I remember we had this one client, uh, several clients in Belize, Chalk Creek Resorts. It looked like and looks like one of the most beautiful places you could imagine. Very naturistic, very green, um, a lot of ecotourism. Uh, award-winning, um, not like a big hotel, more like a boutique-style uh, cabins and whatnot. And I remember, you know, actually planning a trip towards the end of the time we worked with them. Um, I actually never got to go out uh, to that particular destination. And why, why is that? Why did that happen? You know, for me, I was just in it. I was in the grind, and I was like in this New York City agency life, working hard, um, to make the money, um, but at the same time, not, not kind of having, um, I guess, enough awareness or just a moment to take a pause and say, you know what, I could probably do a better job for this client, by the way, if I spend a week there. And we certainly had the invitations. Um, and we're actually trying to reconnect you know, with Chalk Creek right now. And there was others, because we did so well for them, others in Belize heard about our services, our, our tourism marketing, and brought us in. And I'll, I'll contrast that, because that was like the first part of my um, career or agency work uh, with tourism. And then in 2011, it, it flipped, because we met some people from the Cayman Islands Department of Tourism, the DOT, and they brought in Blue Liner for a whole SEO strategy, being the agency of record there. Um, and the first thing they said to us is, if you're gonna work for us, or now that we've hired you, the first requirement is you need to get on a plane and come out to Grand Cayman 
with anyone who's going to work on this account, not just me, it was like several of us. Anyone who's going to work on our account needs to know the product, right? That's what in the tourism industry, the product is the destination, the hotels, the experiences, the tour operators, the restaurants, all of that is part of the so-called product. But it's a real place. It's a guarantee it's a real place. It's a beautiful island and you go and um, again, not even from a business point of view, not from a marketing point of view, just from a life experience point of view to go to a new place, any new place that's outside of your normal, let's say box, your normal square. Um, it's a beautiful experience. And for me, it was really eye-opening. Um, I fell in love, you know, with Cayman, Grand Cayman. Of course, Cayman Islands has a reputation as a tax haven and, you know, being in the movies as this kind of like, kind of sneaky, shady place, but it's, that's not what it is, right? You can't believe what you see in the movies or the media. Uh, that's another theme for, for maybe part of this episode and others. Um, you kind of have to experience things in real time for yourself before you make any judgments, right? And so uh, I went there with an open mind and that was the first in 2011 of, I don't even know, 20, 20 plus trips that I've taken since then, specifically to Grand Cayman. Uh, we still have clients there. I have some of my best friends there. It's a beautiful, beautiful place, uh, as are many places in the Caribbean and around the world. But that was my, our fortune, you know, with Blue Liner that we created that connection. And we, we learned a lot about how to do more effective travel and tourism marketing, how to connect with um, a new local culture, because, you know, the Caribbean flair in different countries, you know, takes on a different vibe, right? Um, Belize, St. Lucia, Cayman, Barbados, Bermuda. When you go to a place, there's two there's what, again, tourism marketing wants to show you, the best hotels, the best beaches, the best restaurants, um, which are often have a bit of the local flavor, but sometimes they're kind of like, I don't know what the right word is, the right language, but it's, it's imported. It's something they brought over because it, here's a model that worked a big hotel, call it Sandals or whoever, in <clears throat> Bahamas, we're gonna bring that same concept over to another island and maybe add a little local flair. Obviously, a lot of the staff might be local. Um, in Cayman, interestingly, a lot of staff, local people, ended up being expats, people from Europe, Canada, different countries, and then you had that mixed with, you know, the more true native locals. Um, and one of my main points here is that uh, what I always preferred was to meet someone local early in my trip and ask them to take me to the places that weren't on the, on the docket, on the, the TripAdvisor list, right? And no, no knock against any online travel agent or social media, but there's always part of the island or part of the tourism experience that they want you to see, that the government might want to promote. And then there's always like, let's, let's go off the beaten path a little bit. Let's see what life is really like for the locals, you know? So I would always, one of my best friends, you know, to this day, Dwayne, um, he's out there, Dwayne O'Connor, uh, in Grand Cayman, and at the time he was driving the bus, the tour bus, for a company called Webster Tours, I believe. And um, you know, while the tour guide, you know, from the government would be giving the speech in the back, I'd go sit with Dwayne in the front and say, "Okay, 
that's that. That was a nice place for lunch, but take, you know, where are we going tonight? You know, take me to a local restaurant, a local bar. Um, and we started doing that. And that's, um, that's how I would, you know, recommend to experience a place. Of course, you can check all the boxes of all the nice and best beaches and sites to see. And then, you know, meet a local family or friend or someone that can show you a little more of the heartbeat, a little more of the soul uh, of, of a place. And that applies to an island or a city just the same, right? I mean, I'm here in New York. People come to New York City and it's like Times Square and seeing, you know, Empire State Building and all of that touristy stuff, right? And then there's like, let me show you real life in New York. Let me take you to this quote-unquote hole in the wall or tiny little shack, you know, in Brooklyn where they've got the best burgers or the best pizza, right? Um, so I think that, you know, as we, as we look at, obviously, with social media, there's so much out there that's coming that's part of marketing. And um, some people want to check the boxes and go to the most popular safe, safe attractions. Others, like myself, and this is what I would encourage for anyone that wants to really get a vibe of a place, to kind of go off that more beaten path and try to find uh, some local flair, some local connection. Um, so yeah, I mean, just kind of coming back to a high level as far as just traveling in general. Um, you, you kind of have to go somewhere. You kind of have to get outside of your box to get somewhere. We have staff, we have people we work with uh, in different parts of the world, all over. And you can usually tell the difference between someone that's never left that city or that country and those that have. And I know like, for example, we spoke to Kayas in a recent episode from Dhaka, Bangladesh, and he spent eight years in Europe, studying, working, experiencing quote unquote Western life as opposed to the Eastern upbringing, if we wanna kind of pitch East, East versus West. And it's, it's like a different mindset, right? It's a whole different way of thinking um, that even though I had traveled quite a bit to different countries, um, when I first ran the office and we opened up in Bangladesh and India, there's certain cultural things that you just can't understand by reading about them or because someone tells you, right? You have to go there. You, you can't have the, the digital experience or the conversational experience. You have to have the, that analog, real-life experience by going to Dhaka in Bangladesh and seeing that at 7 p.m., oh, the lights really do go out. The electricity, it's a daily thing they struggle with. And then you learn about language like load shedding. It's like, okay, this grid really is struggling to carry the electricity. And we take it for granted over here where power's on all the time, you know, except when, if you were part of the New York City blackout in the early 90s. I mean, it, it happens, but in other parts of the world, there's a whole different relationship to the ecosystem, the environment, nature, electricity, modern technology, right? getting a good internet connection, not something to just take for granted. And, um, and you know, maybe that's for the best. You know, if you could find some places where you actually can't get good reception, maybe that's a good thing. And maybe that's a cue to um, put the devices down, you know, uh, have that, that no tech, low tech, real life grounded experience. And, um, you know, again, for, for a guy from New York, like myself, born and raised here, um, 
when I get those trips, when I've been to the Caribbean, when I go to those trips to Cayman, um, it always takes two or three days to kind of like unwind a little bit, right? As much as I can do meditation and connect to nature here, when I go there, it's just a different pace. It's a different pace of speaking, of living. And as Duane and others tell me, yeah, it's island time, man, island time. Slow down, slow down, always tells me that. And um, yeah, it takes a couple of days and then you get it. You start syncing up with a different, a different pace. Um, and so that's one very important reason to kind of get out of whatever your current mode is, whatever your current known way of operating is. You relate to other people better, you know. We relate to the team in Bangladesh more now because I've been there several times and I see what happens when the lights go out, right? And they have to still figure out how am I going to get home, right? And I've got no battery in my phone um, or it's prayer time or you're there during Ramadan, as we talked about in recent episodes. This is a time of year where things change drastically, depending on the part of the world you're in, and you have to understand that. You have to be able to connect uh, to that. How does this all apply to marketing and tourism and how we're rethinking tourism collectively as, as a group of professionals in an industry, which, which we're very well part of, and we still have a number of tourism clients. We, we have we work with Health City in the medical tourism sector. Uh, and it's wonderful. It's a wonderful combination of not just tourism for entertainment's sake, but an actual purposeful, purposeful travel. You know, I need this procedure. And it would be nice to recover with a beachfront view as opposed to city smog and noise, right? Isn't that better and healthier in a lot of ways, which is part of the draw of Health City and other medical tourism, destination tourism, destination travel. Um, a lot of taglines we've come up with along the way, but it has to be authentic. And the people that go through that have to actually experience that. Um, COVID hit and a lot of that shut down. A lot of our clients and these, a lot of people suffered who are part of that industry um, worldwide. I mean, we all suffered and struggled and had some major part of our lives shut down. Um, the internet in general didn't go away, but those thousand guests a night at, at that hotel that you worked at shut down instantly. And Cayman was one of the ones that shut down for the longest time. So I'm very happy that we're in a mode now where almost every place is open again with, with as few as possible restrictions. Um, right now this week, the CHTA conference is going on uh, in Barbados. Wish I could be there. Send my regards to the folks that are out there. And it's a great time for all of us to really rethink the whole industry of tourism. Um, I think it needs to be more authentic. We need to kind of get again more to the, the support and the respect and the integration with the locals. You know, the people that are in that community, you know, have to have as much of a say as the politicians as far as, you know, building those new hotels. Is it going to create jobs? Is it going to um, really uplift and support the culture? And the economy, not just the economy, but the actual community? Or is it going to kind of cannibalize on local restaurants and businesses because now they're launching these big branded, multi-billion dollar, you know, conglomerate hotel companies are coming in. They're always going to come in, right? And it's always going to be that dance between the big money business uh, conglomerates 
and the politicians that usually are trying to balance between serving those interests, their own personal interests and their actual constituents, right? And um, that same issue happens everywhere, not just in islands. That's happening in cities, that's happening all over. Um, but as it applies to what we do and as tools like AI come in to kind of create all kinds of storytelling, it just increases the amount of storytelling that could be made. These stories need to become more authentic, more true to the experience. Um, digital will never be able to replicate the experience you get by going to a place. So that's the first thing I'll say is that um, as individuals and as professionals, we need to really make sure whatever it is we're representing, we have that authentic knowledge and experience. So back to what I said before, Blue Liner and myself representing Chalk Creek in Belize that I've never been to versus Grand Cayman and Caribbean Club and Health City where we've been to and have been a vital part of creating from literally the first brick that was built at Health City. We were there for the foundation and the laying of that. Um, it's a very different experience. You become a partner in that process where you're you're just kind of a second, third degree storyteller in, in the other process. So that's just kind of been part of my evolution and our evolution in, um, in, in working with this industry. Um, I think it's a wonderful industry. I mean, I think about the country where my family's from, Iran, which is like on the, the blacklist for so many, um, you know, Western countries and in, in the US, you, you kind of, it's almost people think it's so dangerous and you can't go there. And of course, it does have its problems. I haven't been to Iran myself for over 20 years. But when I did go, when I did go with my dad in 1999, I was 25. And it was the first time I've been there since I was five years old. I can't even tell you how much demystifying that trip did for me. Right, because it was like, is it going to be safe? Are they going to let you out of the country? Are they going to take you into the army? And all these, this kind of fear mongering that happens in media and in negative marketing, reputation, you know, damaging marketing um, that happens for many reasons. Um, it was very important for me because that's my culture, my history to go there and see for myself how amazing it is, how amazing the people are, how amazing the culture is how historic and monumental this country is and what it contains for all of world history, human history, and how much of that had been kind of suppressed and, you know, kind of pushed to the side from the, with Western lens. Um, very, very important. Uh, and Anthony Bourdain had done a great show uh, on Iran where, when he was featuring different food and food culture. And so, you know, I highly recommend taking a look at that. Um, and I'd love to see, you know, that part of the world open up more. Turkey's done an effective job on the marketing side. Whenever there's political issues or social strife in a country, that's always a flag. Like, is it safe to go to Mexico, right? Or certain, and, um, you know, there's always going to be different angles. And I think that um, Cuba was one on the X list for so long and then opened up recently. I haven't been yet, but I've heard amazing, amazing things, right? So it's like all that secondhand. You can't really talk about something till you've been there, been in it. And then obviously 
of a group of 100 people that go somewhere, two people have a bad experience, and that's their experience. Not everyone's going to have the same experience. And this is why we started a brand called Be Moved. It's something you'll hear more about from us. It's within the whole ethos you know, of Golden Square and, and Bee Labs and, and um, kind of what a new type of tourism company can look like, one that has more of that authenticity. Uh, within Be Moved, we want to focus on transformational travel. So traveling as a real transformational opportunity, not just it's great to go sit on a beach and just relax for a few days, but bringing some more purpose and intention into, into, that, into that journey, so to speak. Right? Getting outside your box, getting outside your square and learning a new language, a new culture, a new meditation practice. Whatever it may be, those are the kind of experiences that um, will then be moved. We're looking to curate and, and really create that itinerary for people um, to make sure when you get somewhere, there is someone who's local that you can connect with that isn't just, you know, a job for them, but of course, you know, a source of income, but they take pride because they grew up there. They were born there. They can tell you what these streets and places used to be before they built X, Y, and Z. And, um, and that's, that's really, I think, covers the, the, the pinpoint of, of the rethink that I, I know is happening in different circles within tourism, but we want to be part of that conversation, which is why we're also starting a new podcast specifically for tourism, travel tourism, kind of marketing, business, entrepreneurship. Um, that'll be great for you know, anyone from hotel owners to locals in a particular destination to um, a tour operator you know, that's got a boat that takes people out on tours and diving tours in, in their particular destination. Um, and we'll also do a more hands-on workshop that'll get into the kind of the details of some of the tools we see that, that, and how they can be effective in um, not just marketing and promoting, because again, the field of marketing and advertising um, communications, I like the full word is really marketing communications. And I like that word communications and how authentic and honest and accurate are your communications. We can always market things with all the fluff and the bells and whistles, and if it's not an accurate depiction of the product, it's, that's deceitful, right? Um, and so I think there's, there's some level of honesty that needs to come to our marketing and communications and advertising, that um, especially for tourism, a sector where you're selling and promoting an experience, needs to really be parallel. What you're putting out there needs to be authentic and connect to what people will really experience when they, when they have the experience. So the last thing I'll leave everyone with is just whatever your box is, you know, your four corners that you travel to, even if you do travel somewhere, you might have a summer home, but it's like, if it's always the same, you're in New York and you're going to the Hamptons for the summer, that's great, that's, that's a journey, but Whatever your current box is, try to think about what can be outside that box. Reminds me of the first actual tagline we had for Blue Liner back in 2000, acting. It was um, thinking. Everyone talked about thinking outside the box, and we like to be more thinking, planning, acting outside the box. So similar. What does your current box look like? 
whether it's your living situation or your travel and, and the way you move in life. Um, yeah, and try to put a couple of darts or pins in the map outside that box and challenge yourself to go there. Make it there some way or another for a day, two, a week, a month, whatever you can with a particular intention as well. Like I'm going to go here and I'm going to learn X or I'm going to and try to connect that to something you can learn from people who are local to that particular place. Challenge yourself, get outside your comfort zone, get outside of your box and um, let me know how it goes. Cheers. Mm -hmm.